Hi, it's uh, the Reverend Mike Shrubsole from Ringwood and greetings to um, friends in uh, High Wycombe and Causen. Some of you will know me and my wife Louise from former years and it, it's lovely to speak to some of you again. Others of you won't know me at all. I'm a United Reformed Church minister and I currently live in Ringwood serving four churches in this area. Um, I'm a Green Apostle for Wessex Synod and I'm the coordinator of the National Group of Green Apostles for uh, the whole of the United Reformed Church and that's how I've been meeting Terry in, in recent years. Um, I thought I'd tell you something about foxgloves. I've seen some amazing foxgloves on my regular cycle route that I'm doing for, for fitness and fresh air and, and I'm going to want to tell you a bit more about foxgloves. So um, I was out on my early morning cycle ride for exercise and I have come across this wonderful lane of foxgloves. I'll show you a bit more in a minute. Let's just walk around and see if we can appreciate just how many foxgloves there are down this lane. It is really astonishingly good and makes a wonderful backdrop for, for what I'm going to talk about. Foxgloves, they're beautiful and foxgloves they are uh, a good source of pollen and nectar for, for many different kinds of insects and um, they're just a beautiful part of the British countryside. But many of you will know that foxgloves are quite poisonous. So the pro is they're good for wildlife and they're beautiful. The negative is they're poisonous. But then we come back to another pro. They the poison is actually primarily a chemical called digitalis, and digitalis affects uh, the human heart, which is why it's described as a poisonous plant. But if you extract that chemical digitalis and turn it into a medical grade drug, it can be used to treat uh, a wide variety of different um, heart problems. And perhaps there are some of you who actually benefit from that right now. So, Pros and cons amidst the, the beauty and the, the worry of these particular plants. So, that's just one species, that's just the foxglove. But what about all the other species with which we are surrounded and with which we live in harmony? We live in a very complicated ecosystem, both in our localities and on a planetary-wide basis, that help us to discover the, the riches of the interconnectedness of all of life on planet Earth. And the story I can tell you about foxgloves gets repeated again and again and again. And sometimes we know these stories. Sometimes we can say, yes, we've unlocked some of the links, we understand some of the connections, we can see the pros and the cons and how those things work together. But to be frank, over and over again, we have no idea what the interconnections are. We have no idea about the pros and the cons. We can lament the loss of a species after it has become extinct, after it has become removed from a part of our ecosystem, and we discover perhaps belatedly how important it was. Um, let me give you a, a little example of um, a story of frogs in Australia. Um, in the mountainous regions of Australia, 
Um, there are steep valleys and in those steep valleys there are small species of frog that can be, um, what the word is endemic, restricted to just one little valley. And these particular frogs were known as being mouth breeders. In order to preserve their, their offspring, they would stop, the, the, the parent frogs would stop eating and would take the, the eggs and the tadpoles and the baby frogs into their mouth and hold them in brood pouches in their mouth or, or even in their stomachs. And just as scientists were beginning to explore this, they said, look, if these animals can turn off the di the, their digestive systems, how might that benefit humanity? if we could learn how to turn off the excesses of our digestive systems, particularly for humans who suffer really badly from stomach ulcers. And they realized that there could be a huge human benefit in understanding these mouth breeding frogs and stomach breeding frogs uh, better. And then they went back to the valley to discover that loggers had clear felled the, 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 the valley of all the trees and that the frogs had apparently become extinct. The, loss for the potential of those of us who suffer from stomach ulcers was, was publicly mourned in scientific journals. A few years later, in another steep-sided valley, more of these mouth-breeding and stomach-breeding frogs were discovered. Whether they're exactly the same species or a closely related species, I, I can't remember. But the fact is that, again, the potential for discovering human benefit from a, a tiny, rare, overlooked and hardly known frog was being rediscovered. So I've told you two stories now. I've told you the story of the foxglove, I've told you the story of uh, uh, mouth-breeding frogs. But just look around you. Look at your whole planet. Look at the wide variety of, of species with which we are surrounded. And the question is, how much is there for us to benefit from if only we understood it, if only we could take a more pragmatic and long-term view of the beauty and the value of the planet on which God has placed us. The creation story tells us that we are first put on planet Earth uh, as gardeners and as stewards of the whole of creation and I think that is something that we as Christians need to remember and need to celebrate and hold on to that the goodness of this earth in its rich diversity is something more than we understand and we should be treasuring it and tending it even if we don't fully understand uh, the, the, the place of everything for we will discover that everything does have its place and there is immense value in treasuring and tending our earth in God's name and for the benefit of us all humans and all life on earth. Amen.